Be careful what you wish for, Aggies, because you just might get it on this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And today is a day we've been waiting for for two or three months now, at least. And that is the day that the A&M football program, that Jimbo Fisher would make a decision and make a hire for a new offensive coordinator. And whew, and it's Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino. Now, Bobby Petrino has a really storied history. He's been in the news a lot. Just to really quickly go through the history on the reason why I give the hoof reaction. Over the course of his, call it 20-year career now, as a major football head coach at the college or professional level, he has, in the first year of a four-year contract to coach the Atlanta Falcons, decided he was done coaching the Atlanta Falcons and left 13 games into a four-year contract. Left a note in each player's locker, had made a promise to the owner that he would stay, and then resigned 13 games in with no warning to go be the head coach at Arkansas. And then a few years into his tenure at Arkansas in April of 2012, he's in a motorcycle accident. And this is an extremely famous story by now. You guys know this by now. He's in a motorcycle accident. He says he was alone on the motorcycle. Comes out later, he was not alone, and not only did he lie about not being alone on the motorcycle, the woman who was with him on the motorcycle was a staffer who worked for the University of Arkansas in the athletics department, and they were romantically involved in an affair. And then... He winds up at Western Kentucky for a year as their offensive coordinator or as their head coach, and then back at Louisville, and then fails down so poorly at Louisville in his last year that he winds up 
as the head coach at Missouri State in the FCS level. And then this year is under consideration for the A&M offensive coordinator role. That information comes out that he's under consideration for that role. And then he accepts the job as the offensive coordinator at UNLV. This is weeks ago, not even a month ago now. Accepts the job to be the offensive coordinator at UNLV, and now only weeks later is going back on his commitment to UNLV to come be the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. And as an Aggie, as an alum, as someone who believes in the things that this university says that it believes and that it stands for. That an Aggie does not lie, cheat, or steal, or tolerate those who do. And this is the guy that they hired to take over the offensive side of the football for their football program. And he's going to get paid unbelievably well because I guarantee you he's going to be getting paid unbelievably well. So apparently Aggies don't lie, cheat, or steal, or tolerate those who do unless you can coach offensive football, and then you can pretty much do whatever you would like. And that, to me... It's despicable to me. We'll talk about all the football stuff. There's plenty of time for that conversation. But this has to be said at this point in time. Is that this man as a man, and I'm all for redemption. I'm not saying Bobby Petrino shouldn't have the opportunity to earn a living, shouldn't have an opportunity to change his story. But I don't like the fact that that is going to happen at the university that I'm associated with, that that is now associated with the university that I'm associated with. Because he and I are not the same. And how can you possibly look at any woman in the athletics department at Texas A&M and say, hey, You're valued here. You're important here. I don't see how you can do it. And here we are. The way this, and the way this went down, and what this says about the process is, frankly, as embarrassing as the guy they wound up hiring, to be honest. And we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. I got to tell you guys first about Bet Online. We've talked about Bet Online a lot. We love Bet Online. It's your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there, from pro football to college football, the college football playoff, 
to basketball. We've got it all at Bet Online. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And... What this hire and the way this played out says about A&M and the process is the only word I can use is it's embarrassing. And the reason why it's embarrassing is because what it says is it says one thing. It says that Jimbo Fisher, who we believe and we've seen in terms of recruiting high school players and college players and players in general to be this unbelievable recruiter, all these sorts of things. Closer. What this says is that every single candidate, everyone that he went to, they absolutely whiffed on. How else do you float a name weeks ago, weeks ago? It's been six weeks since the LSU game, approximately. And at least three weeks ago now, Bobby Petrino was the story. Bobby Petrino was a candidate, one of the, one of the finalists. And then he takes the UNLV job. Now, if he was... One of your one of your top two, the, the word was that there were three candidates that they were seriously considering, and that Bobby Petrino was one of those along with two others. Now, if Bobby Petrino is one is your top candidate or one of your top couple of candidates, or even any sort of a priority candidate in that process, if you are Texas AM, you don't let it get to the point where he accepts the offer at UNLV. You have way more prestige way more talent, way higher profile, way more money to offer a candidate than UNLV does. The only acceptable, the only realistic way that this played out is that Bobby Petrino came to Jimbo Fisher and said, Jimbo, I'm going to take this UNLV job if I'm not your guy. Or that Jimbo Fisher went to Bobby Petrino and said, hey, we don't think you're our guy. And so he took the UNLV job. Bobby Petrino was not the guy three weeks ago. And here we are, the first week of January, and Bobby Petrino is the guy. What that means is that every other guy, every single one that they went to, 
that they gave any serious consideration to, they absolutely whiffed. Now, who knows how wide the net actually was in terms of the search. We know that Phil Longo, the North Carolina offensive coordinator who now has gone to Wisconsin to be the offensive coordinator there and put a way different spin on offensive football at Wisconsin. We know he wasn't offered the job. We believe that the Garrett Riley situation didn't work out because of timing or because he believes that maybe his next step is not a lateral move as a coordinator from TCU to A&M. He believes his next opportunity is to be a head coach. And maybe that's true. We've heard a few other names that they were interested in or that we believe that they were interested in. But either they completely whiffed and let all of those guys reach the point where either they got new contracts from where they were at, maybe in the case of the Kansas offensive coordinator, who we believe there was some interest in, or they got other jobs, or they just decided they would rather stay where they were than come be at A&M. And from a money, exposure, talent level, quarterback standpoint, there's not that many jobs that would theoretically be better than Texas A&M, than being the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. The only reason why Texas A&M's offensive coordinator role would be unappealing to a potential hire would be related to the head coach. And either they don't believe that they're really going to have the autonomy to run the offense that they want to run the way they want to run it, to call it the way that they want to call it, to be the guy on offense. That could be the reason. Or that they believe that the head coach is essentially a lame duck at this point who has boosters who are simply waiting out the string until the buyout reaches the point next year, maybe the year after next, where they can let him go and they don't want to hitch their wagon to a sinking ship. And neither one of those says anything good about Texas A&M, about Jimbo Fisher, and about where this football program is headed. And I had reached a point where I almost said, it didn't even matter who the guy was that they hired. As long as they hired somebody to let Jimbo Fisher be not so intricately in-depth involved with the offensive process on a week-to-week basis, to let him be more involved in the other aspects of what a college football head coach has to do. I've talked about that on this show. Jimbo Fisher mentioned it in his press conference recently that his job as the head coach of a college football team has changed dramatically in the last two years, three years. That that was all that mattered, was getting that squared away and straightened out. But you wind up with Bobby Petrino? Now, Bobby Petrino has coached some good offenses in his career. 
some really good offenses and a variety of different styles and shapes and sizes and different quarterbacks. Heath coached Ryan Mallett as his quarterback, which is about as immobile, pocket, statuesque, 6'6 six, six or 6'7, six, just huge, immovable object at quarterback in the pocket, throwing rockets. And he also coached Lamar Jackson. He's coached the full spectrum. From an offensive football mind standpoint, he's coached some really good offenses. But the thing is, Jimbo Fisher has coached some pretty good offenses too. And we see what his offense has looked like the last couple of years. The thing we haven't really seen is what Bobby Petrino's offense looks like in 2020s college football, major college football, because he's been at Missouri State. And not only was he at Missouri State, he was at Missouri State going five and six in 2022. Averaging under 28 points a game. Under four yards per attempt on offense, running the ball. Under 250 yards passing. Just not very good at the FCS level in 2022. And you can say, oh, well, he didn't have talent. But if you're Bobby, if you're an SEC coach and you're coaching at Missouri State, why would you not have the best talent at that level? You could treat that program, you could recruit that program as a pipeline to major college football. Now, granted, in 2021, they averaged 34 points a game. They went eight and four. They went to the playoff. But still, you're at the FCS level, and you're not putting a dominant, dominant offense on the field. And yet now you're the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M? Like, it's one thing to step from, and this is no offense to UNLV or any program like that, but it's one thing to step from Missouri State and have some success and then step to UNLV and have the opportunity to show some success there to then step to, you know, a big, a small Big 12 program, uh, Iowa State or, you know, Vanderbilt or something like that even. Small SEC school. A&M wants to be and looks at themselves as if they are on the verge of and capable of entering into the upper echelon of the top three to five to ten consistent programs in all of college football. From a recruiting standpoint to an on-the-field performance standpoint to a result, all of those things, 
that is what A&M believes itself capable of, of being. And All that history, and that's the guy. That's going to do it for our show today, guys. We'll have more on this Bobby Petrino hire. We will learn more as we go. We'll talk more about what it means from a football standpoint. You can find me on Twitter at you can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Aggies. Thanks so much, guys. Check us out on YouTube at Locked On Aggies as well. And we will see you next.